What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Struggle to Strength podcast. Yes, we finally have a name. We think we're going to put out a poll. Uh, it's between two things. This podcast essentially serves as a place for us to educate, inspire, and connect with like-minded individuals on to all topics, health, fitness, business, life, etc. Basically, if it relates to the mind, muscle, or money, you'll find it here. I am your host, Josh Levine. I am joined by my co-host, Travis Hatch. And today, we have a really, really great topic for you. We're going to dive deep into the who, what, how, why, and when everything of reverse dieting. This is a topic that does not have a lot of formal research, but does have a ton of anecdotal evidence, especially in the physique enhancement circle. And we know how incredibly important it is to improving overall health. So without any further ado, let's dive in. Let's do it. All right, Travis, what's going on, man? Before we really get started, of course, I always want to know how you're doing. Tell us. Um, I'm doing good. Yeah, there's a lot going on. With one, of, I was shooting with one of my clients yesterday. Um, when we started, we first started shooting like fitness videos together. I could see what I wanted it to look like. wasn't really getting that with my camera. I'm like, oh man, you know, it's a it's a long learning curve, and uh, a, the huge majority of that is just lighting. And I'm finally mm -hmm. figuring it out. I'm finally getting there. I uh, I shot something with one of my clients the other day in a studio, which is incredibly hard to light. Um, if you're not like a lighting expert, um, and it looked fucking awesome and it's on my Instagram. Um, so you can go check it out, but just a perfect example of like, I didn't know what I was doing and, um, I just kept working at it and, and researching and trying things and researching and trying things. And I'm finally figuring it out. It and, looks uh, good. Thank you. It looks really that. good. Yeah. I'm, I'm finally getting to a point where I'm like happy with it. And I could say like, damn, I could show up to a studio and like light it and it looks good. Yeah. So. Yeah, it looks really, really good. Very stoked cool on that. Um, and then the thing that's stressing me out is tax season's approaching. So I uh, started my business. Things are going good. Um, but I'm totally unorganized with, with like, money's just flying around. I don't know what's happening. So It's flowing like water. That's Yeah, it's flowing <laughs> like water. Sometimes there's floods. And I need to figure out my accounting and shit. So if there's any accountants you, out there, bookkeepers or anybody with advice, just holler at me. Yeah. You need an accountant. I need an accountant. Yeah. yeah. A good, yeah. One that can help me get my shit together. Yeah. I have a great accountant. Uh, his name's Andrew. He's one of my clients actually. Um, he, I can't do any of that. And I, I was yeah. talking to my business, one of my business coaches yesterday. I was like, if I can pay someone to do something that I don't like to do and I can just outsource that, uh, yeah, I'm going to do that. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm going to outsource as much as I can so I can focus on doing the things I love doing, which is training and coaching people. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. I love that. My week's been pretty good. Um, I'm starting to finally see the machine that I'm building with my business coach come together. Like, I I had a vision for what I wanted, and we've talked about this, you and I. Like, I, I have a vision, and I have all the pieces I just needed someone to help me figure out how to put it together. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're building this machine and I can see how I'm not going to really have to, it's going to work itself and it's going to invite people to reach out to me. And the more people I can help, the better I'm doing my job. So um, I'm, I'm really happy with that. That's super exciting. Yeah, it's cool. It's been really cool. So, um, so yeah, things are all good. I do want to get into this topic because I think it might go a little bit long. I want to yeah. try to keep this to an hour. 
Y'all, this is a very complex topic um, because there's not a lot of anecdotal, a, a lot of formal research and mostly anecdotal evidence. A lot of people are afraid of the concept of reverse dieting because for so long we've been told if you want to lose weight, you have to eat less and move more. And that is not always the case. So people are under the impression that if they eat more and move less, they're going to gain weight. And that's not always the case. So we're going to get into a lot about reverse dieting, and I'm probably going to speak from um, my perspective, my anecdotal evidence, and tell some stories that uh, I think will help y'all understand what this what this is, how it works, why it works, and then how you can apply it to yourself. By the end of this podcast, I want y'all to be pretty confident with the concept of reverse dieting and with the idea that either by yourselves or with proper guidance, and I always, always, always recommend guidance um, because we're human and we can't like, we can't um, assess ourselves accurately without emotion like someone else can. I want you to not be afraid of reverse dieting and be willing and able to go through one on your own. So I think the easiest way for us to do this is, Travis, you're pretty much one of like an ideal client of mine. You understand some things about nutrition. You move well. You're pretty active. Like you've been in a fitness routine before, um, but you've never really perfected or tried to optimize your diet. So um, I think what'll be really helpful is, I know you have a lot of questions about reverse dieting. Yeah. And I think you'll relate a lot to the listeners of this podcast. So if you want to ask me sort of the questions that you have about reverse dieting, we can go through that way and I'll answer them as we go and we'll try to maintain some sort of structure here. Um, and as questions pop up, we can we can just attack that. Cool, yeah. yeah. I'm just gonna do a heck an interview. How about that? Let's do that. Yeah, you can just pick my brain for an hour and <laughs> everyone gets to listen to it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, no, 100% and I am purposely coming from the standpoint of someone who's dumb and curious. So <laughs> I could have done more research. I listened to a little bit of stuff, read a little bit of stuff enough to be very interested. This is something that I probably need to do and want and want to do. Um, but I don't understand it. So, um, this will literally be me learning about something and how to implement it. And then everyone else can get that, my information. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> All right, sick. All right, so first off, let's start uh, from the beginning. What is like how? What is dieting? How do you think of dieting? So a, a diet is just creating a calorie deficit, right? If someone wants to lose weight, they have to be in a caloric deficit. That's the law of thermodynamics. If you want to burn fat as energy, you have to be eat, consuming less calories than you're expending. Right. So. We need your metabolism in that case to be um, very efficient in its use of energy so that you can move more and eat less. Right. And that may be the, the result, but usually you need to be in a calorie deficit. Um, when we're thinking of dieting, something that I do want to talk about really quickly is your quote unquote body weight set point. Some people disagree with that terminology, but essentially it's the body weight that your your body is comfortable being at. So how much do you weigh right now? Like 190. Do you fluctuate much? 
Not too much. So F- within like a few pounds. generally. Yeah. Yeah. So your body is really comfortable at 190 pounds. Yeah. Now, depending on what your caloric intake is, you may drop calories and it may be difficult for you to lose weight. That would be a sign that you need a reverse diet. But everyone has a body weight set point. That can change. Wait, I'm sorry. So if I reduced calories and I started losing and weight. And you didn't lose and weight. And I didn't lose weight. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and you didn't lose weight. Um, that would be a sign that there's some metabolic function that is inhibited or right. that is not working the way that we want it to. Mm-hmm. Uh, or some hormonal things. Maybe your yeah. endocrine system's a little off. A lot of times that's when someone has been consuming low calories for a long time. Like, y'all, you need... Calories, you need a, a, a good amount of calories for your specific body for your body to function properly. So, if your body hasn't been getting enough calories, it's not functioning properly, meaning it's not healthy, which means it's not going to listen to what we want it to do. Right. So, your body weight set point can change. When I first started lifting, I was pretty comfortable around 155, maybe 160 pounds. And a body weight set point is basically like, so, like I said, I weigh 100, 190. At, you know, ba- years ago when I was lifting weights like a maniac and like eating as much food as physically possible, I, I could put on like muscle and I think the, the most I weighed was ever, was to like 215, 220 around there. Um, and I was like, that was very heavy for me at that point. Um, and then, you know, years later, now I weigh 190. But given my current lifestyle, not focusing, like definitely not having any sort of like strict diet like I eat healthy but Mm -hmm. and not like having like a strict workout regimen um if I eat more I weigh around 190 if I eat less I weigh around 190 is that the idea like exactly where you kind of yeah and if you have that then or yeah okay continue yeah I just wanted to make sure that that's what that's exactly what it is so you know and and going the other way when I first started lifting I was very comfortable it's hard for me to gain weight uh, I didn't really lose weight, but I was around 160. Okay. And I've had body weight set points everywhere in between. And now my body weight set point, like I'm very comfortable. It would be hard. Like I would have to actually try to diet to get below like 210, 215. Mm-hmm. Okay. W- which is 60 pounds heavier than I used to be. Right. So my body weight set point has changed. Uh, and it will change because we're human. We're always changing. Yeah. Like your body wants to stay the same. We are always changing. Um, so getting into dieting, when you're in a diet, when you're in a caloric deficit, there are some hormonal adaptations that occur. Most noticeably, we see your hunger hormone, which is ghrelin and your satiety hormone, which is leptin. They, they kind of like control your, your body weight set point. So leptin is your satiety hormone. That's the hormone that when you're eating, it's like, okay, this is enough. You're satiated. Mm Mm-hmm. Ghrelin is your hunger hormone. That's the hormone that is like, okay, we need ho- more food, or that's good. Like we're not we're we're eating too much. Now, when you're in a surplus, leptin increases to tell you you're full, to keep you from gaining weight because it wants to keep you at that set point. When you're in a deficit, leptin decreases to make you eat more. Like you're not satiated, leptin decreases. Your sati- your satiety hormone decreases to get you to eat more, to keep you from losing weight. At the same time, ghrelin in a surplus, which is your hunger hormone, decreases. So when you're eating more calories, your hunger hormone decreases. It it, it sends less hunger signals because it doesn't want you to change. Right. When you're in a deficit, ghrelin increases, 
telling you you're more hungry so that you don't lose weight because it doesn't want you to change. Right. So these things happen. So we need to be able to take into consideration what hormonal functions are occurring, what hormonal adaptations are occurring rather, and be able to adapt to them as in order to get your body to listen to what we want it to do. So your metabolism will adapt. When you're in a diet, you're eating less calories, your metabolism will adapt. Say you're eating 2,500 calories a day. Mm-hmm. You want to lose weight. You, uh, you say, okay, I'm going to eat 2,200 calories a day. That's a 300 calorie per day deficit. That's 2,100 calories in a week. You should burn, you should lose fat, right? You should lose weight. One pound of fat is 3,500 calories. So you should lose weight if you're in a 300 calorie a day deficit. And you might lose weight the first week, You'll probably lose weight the second week. Maybe the third week, it starts to slow down. Maybe the fourth week, you're not losing weight anymore. And then you're like, okay, I'm stuck. What do you do? I don't know. You Most people would say, okay, well, I have to either move more. Or eat less. Or eat less, right? right? Yeah, that's Because your metabolism has adapted to that new 2,300 calories. Right. So your metabolism is the same metabolism that you had that we had as humans thousands of years ago before grocery stores. Your metabolism doesn't know you can go to McDonald's and get a double cheeseburger and fries. Right. So your metabolism is running on 2,300 calories a day. It's adapted down because it recognizes that, oh, we're getting less food. We need to survive. Yeah, like burning fat is great for going to the beach, but yeah. it's not great for survival. Exactly. Your metabolism it means you're going to die soon. is just trying to survive. Yeah. So it that will adapt sense. to do that. It'll go from like, we want your metabolism to be like very inefficient, like a Ford F-350 truck. When you're in a deficit, it slowly turns into like a Toyota Prius. Right. So at that 2,300 calories, you stop losing weight. What happens? Okay. Maybe we go down to 2,000 calories uh, or, or 1,900 calories. And the same thing happens. You lose weight for maybe the first week or two, and then it slows down, and then it adapts. Yeah, because it's a do? natural. It's a nat- It makes sense, right? It's a natural. It's a survival like, mechanism. Yeah. If you if you, that's probably literally how people used to be. You got used to eating a little bit of food, starts to run out. You got used to eating a little bit of food, uh-huh. and like your body's going to keep up with that. It's going to be like, all right, we're going to maintain at this. Yep. Cal- at this amount because like, I need to you fucking die. survive. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you die. Um, and way back in the day, we didn't have grocery stores or like McDonald's or anything. Right. You had, you had to hunt for your food. Yeah. So you had to survive until the next, like till the next hunt kill or whatever, or, yeah. or till whenever you could get, you know, if you're in, in winter, uh, whenever you could, the, the spring comes and you get some plants to, to feed on. Yeah. Um, until Ronald McDonald's invents the, un, until Ronald McDonald invents burger. the McDouble. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you keep on dieting down. Now you're at 1900 calories. Now what do you do? You stop losing weight again. Right. Yeah, move you, more, eat less. You, right? But how long can you do that for? Yeah, not very long. No. So as you continue to diet down and feed yourself less and move yourself more, you're going to experience tons of negative hormonal adaptations. Your testosterone is going to tank. Women's estrogen is going to be manipulated. Leptin and ghrelin are going to change drastically. You're going to get hungrier and hungrier, and your body's going to tell you that you need more and more food. Your thyroid, Even your thyroid downregulates. Uh, your metabolism downregulates. Every all these different things happen. You can't keep doing that. So we need to talk about reverse dieting at that point. You'll get down to a point in your diet where you can't go any lower. I don't care if you haven't reached your fat loss goals. You may still have fat to lose. You can't be eating a thousand calories a day. That's not. That's not okay. Right. Yeah. So 
what we then need to do is go into a reverse diet. Okay. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So my next question is, what is a reverse diet? <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to ask that question. So um, I like Lane Norton's definition of what a reverse diet is. And Lane Norton is one of the godfathers of reverse dieting. Because reverse dieting is so heavily founded in uh, physique enhancement and bodybuilding, um, Lane is a very intelligent dude. Some people think he's an asshole. I think he's very smart. He's kind of an asshole, but he's a smart asshole. Um, so Lane defines a reverse diet as um, an increase, a, a dietary goal to increase calories and expenditure while limiting unnecessary fat gain. So essentially what we're trying to do is we're trying to get you to eat more without gaining fat. Right. Okay. So we just went through the whole process of how your metabolism down regulates as you start eating less food, right? Like you, you start at 2,500, you go to 2300 or 2200 and you lose some fat and then your metabolism adapts and we have to do that again. Right. So yeah. we're, we're good on that. The metabolism down regulates. Yes. Okay. Now to do that in reverse, we would simply raise calories. Now the first thing that you're probably going to ask is, okay, but if I start at 1500 calories and I increase 300 calories, like we did in my reverse on the way on, on my diet, on the way back down, if I lost fat on the way down, one, I gained fat on the way up. Right. It makes sense, right? Yeah. Based on your individual biofeedback, based on things like how low we've dieted you, how long you've been in a deficit for, your current blood work, your current um, digestion, sleep, recovery, all these different things. That gives me as your coach a very good, very good insight into how aggressive I can be with your reverse diet. Yes, if you're eating 1500 calories a day and you've bare, you know, you've been in that uh, deficit for a year, you've been eating 1500 calories a day for a year and I bump you all the way up to 2000, you're going to gain fat. Now, if you're only eating 1500 calories a day, even if you've been doing it for a year, but I put you up to 1550, right. 50 calories a day, that's like 450 calories a week. No, I, don't, I can't even do math. Yeah. That's very low. 350 a week. 350 calories a week. That's very low. I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> the, the point is that that's not going to result in any fat gain. It's so slow. Right. But your metabol metabolism will start to adapt. Now, something important to note here is that your metabolism is not exact. It's not an exact number. Like your basal metabolic rate some people believe it to be an exact number, but when we take into consideration your total daily energy expenditure and everything, there's a, like a, 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 a um, what's the word I'm looking for? A range. Mm -hmm. Your metabolism might keep your maintenance if you're eating 1,500 calories somewhere between 1,400 and 1,600 or 1,450 and 1,550. Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to gain weight if you eat 1,450 versus 1,550. Right. So if we very slowly start to move that range up and increase it in increments of as little as 30 calories, you're not going to gain weight. I get what you're saying. Okay. So let's say I'm eating, yeah, let's say I'm eating, like you said, 1500 calories um, a day, mm -hmm. which is, you know, not, not a lot. It's very low. Yeah. Especially for a male. If I were to eat, start eating 3000 calories a day, I'm going to get fat, but Yes. Or at least gain fat. Yep. But there's kind of like a, 
a uh, a little grace a gray window, area. a gray area yeah. where if I, if you bump it up by like yeah thirty calories whatever your body isn't going to necessarily isn't going to translate that into like fat growth but now that's going to become the new marker exactly now you're up to that your metabolism now I'm up will to then 15, adapt 30 now I'm yeah. up to 15 60 exactly. and I slowly work my way and up. that gray area keeps moving so if that gray area started at 1450 to 1550 and we bumped you to 1550 and you stay there for a week or two now your metabolism is probably going to run somewhere between 1500 and 1600 so is it about like a week or two to get used to that new slight increase very individualized but usually a couple weeks okay. is what i like how to do, do you how do you know safe. so good question um that all heavily depends on biofeedback so things like how your hormones are and how your digestion is and how you're sleeping and how you're recovering and if your body weight changes with an increase um all of my one-on-one -on -one clients, we read highly into their biofeedback. It's a pretty extensive check-in that they send me each week. All that information together lets me know if they're ready for that increase or not and how drastic that increase can be. So if you, like for example, if you diet down for a competition, like I did, I was in my diet, diet prep, the competition was canceled, but I was in my contest prep. I was at a very severely low level of body fat, like not sustainable. Mm -hmm. That's not healthy. Yeah. Your body doesn't function. My, like I honestly, I look great, but I felt like shit. Yeah. So in that case, we were able to increase very quickly because I had to gain some body fat. Right. I wasn't healthy. Yeah. You know, there's nothing healthy about being like six, 7% body fat as a male. It's very, it's unsustainable. Right. So we increased by like, you know, 800 calories and I was still able to maintain a relatively similar physique because my body was so much less stressed and that's a whole nother thing that we can go into. Um, I was much less stressed and my body was just happier and healthier. When your body's healthy, it listens to what we want. It looks better when it's healthy. Right. Okay. Um, so yes, if, if you diet down for a competition, you can't stay that, at the, or, or you diet down for a, a low level of body fat, um, you can't stay that low. It's it's poor health. You have poor endocrine function. You have to reverse diet. Now, some things that will lead you to that point, um, of course, you could just be in a diet. You could be in a fat loss phase where, you know, you, you did your diet prep. You got ready for either your competition or photo shoot or a lifestyle client, maybe just wants to be able to look good at the beach and you diet down and you're now at a pretty low caloric intake, especially if it's not conducive to a quality of life that you want to be able to sustain. Like, you know, you want to be able to go out with your friends and have a drink or a couple or go out to dinner. Right. You can't do that at a low caloric intake. So that's one reason you might need to reverse diet. Um, you may be in a long-term deficit, whether it's on purpose or by accident. The amount of clients that I get that come to me that are eating, you know, like as low as, I've had clients come to me eating 800 calories a day. That's insane. It is insane. That's, that's not healthy, but their metabolism has adapted to that. They don't realize that that's why they feel like shit. That's why you're not sleeping well. That's why your digestion sucks. That's why you have no energy. That's why your recovery is terrible. That's why you can't lose weight. Right. 
So that would be a reason to reverse diet, a chronic long-term deficit or a long-term deficit or chronically low intake. Um, if you are a chronic cardio type person, you're doing hours of cardio on end. Your body will recognize that. Your metabolism will actually downregulate and quote unquote slow down, even though I hate using that term, because it realizes that, oh, as our, we're the metabolism, we don't have to burn a ton of calories because you're doing it for us. Right. You're doing hours of cardio every day. We don't have to do that. So that's, that's probably something that I want to like touch on for a second. So mm -hmm. what you're, cause this is probably so many people. Yeah. So many people, if you're listening to this right now, you, like if you're going, if you're on the elliptical or the treadmill or running or whatever for like hours a day and you're not losing weight or maybe even gaining weight, this is for you. And I guarantee you there's at least three people talking, listening right now At least that at least bare minimum. Yeah that are that I'm talking about because this is what's happening. Yeah. Like you're, yeah. Do, so describe a little bit like what is actually happening there, I guess. With, with the chronic cardio. Yeah. Well, like how could somebody be like, fuck, I work out, you know, an hour or two hours every day or five days a week or four days a week and I'm gaining weight. Like why, why? Well, the first thing we want to look at is stress. When it comes to physique enhancement, all we're doing is managing stress. So you and I were talking about this with you wanting to go to high altitude martial arts training, Yeah, you know, maybe five times a week. Yeah. If you wanted to lift weights on top of that, think about how stressful that is to your body. Yeah. You're literally getting beat up yeah, literally. five times a week, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you also want to beat yourself up right. in the gym, for lack of a better term, yeah. right? Physique enhancement is just stress management. So if you're doing hours of cardio, that's a lot of stress on the body. Yeah. What happens when we're in a stress state? We are increasing cortisol production. We are in fight or flight mode. Re regular functions of the body cannot operate optimally when we're in fight or flight mode. So we need to be able to balance our stress because too much is not good and too little is not good. Right, like if you train every day and no rest days, like no days off crew, mm -hmm. that's too much. That you probably can't recover from that. Yeah. So that's too much stress. If you only train like once a week and you're eating a ton of calories, that's not enough stress. So stress is everything from a low caloric. It could be a low caloric intake. It could be too high of a caloric intake. It could be too much training. It could be too much cardio. It could be trouble at work, trouble at school, trouble at home. It could be you got punched in the face at your martial arts class. Your body does not know the difference between all these different types of stress, whether it's physical, mental, perceived stress, systemic stress. All your body knows is stress. It has one bucket for stress. We can't overflow that bucket. Yeah. So if you're doing hours of cardio a day and you're in a low caloric deficit, too much cardio is a high stress. Not enough food is a high stress. That's too much stress. So if we have you move less and eat more, we're removing some of the stress from your, your movement, your cardio. We're removing some of the stress from eating too little and we're balancing that stress. So if we think of like an inverse U, 
We want to be right in the middle. So we're balancing that stress. Your body gets happy. Your hormonal function is restored. You see improvements in your leptin and ghrelin. You'll feel better. You'll have improved health, improved energy, improved drive in the gym. Your libido will probably go up. Um, Less stress equals an improved physique. You'll have better workouts, better results, better well-being. So that's where we want to manage that. So if you're a chronic cardio person, we probably need to fix that. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. So I'm what's, what's kind of like, what's the, all right. What's the first step for fixing that? For fixing someone who's a chronic cardio person or who yeah. just needs a reverse diet. Yeah. What's the, how does that, how does that start off? The first step is to um, understand where you're at calorically and what right. your biofeedback looks like. So it's, it would be, I would imagine it could be kind of tough for somebody to be doing this on their own. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Just because it's tough to self-assess. Yeah. I mean, put it this way. Because like, what if I, I have no idea how many calories I eat or hmm. really even, I mean, I've ca- like I, I was telling you before, I've counted macros like a couple times for like a week at a time. Didn't really, um, you know, I just, I don't really know how many calories or even really like where to start. It se- definitely seems da- like a daunting task, even knowing how many calories I'm eating. Yeah. You know? And you can figure it out. You can track your own macros. Right. So the first thing that I usually have clients do is figure out what your current caloric intake is. Track your food for a week in my fitness pal or what fat secret, my fat loss secret, whatever, whatever tracking app you use, my fat secret, I think it's called. I don't know. I use my fitness pal. My fitness pal yeah. app. I my fitness pal. It's a blue app. It's got like a person, I think it looks like they're dunking a basketball. There's like <gasps> an Under Armour logo at the top of it. Sick. Um and it's basically a calorie and macro tracking app. So you okay. type in to their database what you're eating. Say you have like four ounces of sweet potato. You get a food scale, right? You have like four ounces of sweet potato and like four ounces of ground turkey and you put some mixed veggies in there. Yeah. You know, you can like scan the bag of mixed veggies and you can put in four ounces of ground turkey, four ounces of sweet potato, and it'll tell you how many calories that is and how many ma- of each macro, how many grams of carbohydrates, fats, and proteins are yeah. in that meal. So you're going to have to do some work. You're going to have to and do some work. It's not easy. So at the end of the day, you can keep feeling like shit, not <laughs> sleeping well, getting fat, and just like feel like a pile of shit in general mm-hmm. and stress about that all the time and worry about it all the time and probably complain about it all the time to the people around you. Or you can like do a little research, go get a food scale, get this free app and start doing the work of like, just step one, like how many fucking calories are you eating? Yeah. What are you eating? Yeah. Like, yeah. So like, cause, cause to me, I mean, it's, it is, it's like, it sounds like a lot of work, right? It's like, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm, I'm probably, yeah. Like if you're, if it's a problem, then is it more work than the amount of time you're putting into having your problem? Exactly. And I think the, the important thing to note there is that some people don't know it's a problem Yeah, because it's like this. What, remember the last time you got sick? Mm-hmm. Well, do you get sick? I don't really very get sick. Rarely. Yeah, I yeah. get sick very rarely. But when you're sick, especially, I think... There's a dog I, in here. There's a dog in here. Hey, Dexter. Uh, especially when... I think males are worse at being sick than women are. Um, oh, I'm such a bitch when I'm, I'm sick. I'm such a bitch. Oh, <laughs> uh, help. <laughs> once but, every couple of years. Yeah, every Whoa. once every couple of years, hey. we, uh, <laughs> we get sick, right? Yeah. And, um, so we forget what it's like to feel normal. Right. 
So I think a lot of times what happens is people who need a reverse diet just have piss poor biofeedback and it falls into this category of like, I don't remember what it's like to feel good. The amount of clients that I've had with, that I've had come to me who have super irregular digestion, like they either go to the bathroom four times a day and are on the toilet for 20 minutes at, at a time, or they go to the bathroom two or three times a week. That's just, they don't want to work. They just go <laughs> sit on the toilet for four hours a day at the office. I if, know you. If, if, I know. If you're getting paid salary. Yeah. Yeah. You're on the toilet. Yeah. If, if we did the math one time, it's like you spend 10 minutes on the toilet every day and you're basically getting paid like whatever, $3,000 a year to go to the bathroom yeah. if, you get, if you get paid 50 grand a year. Um, so, so I see y'all. I, 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 I get you. But um, no, it's unbelievable. So some things, if for you to know if you need reverse dieting, let's look at your biofeedback. Number one, like we were just talking about, what's your current caloric intake? Y'all, you know how many calories a toddler needs daily? How many? Between 1,000 and 1,400. What? Yeah. A toddler, a two-year-old. Yeah. Wow. So you're telling me as a grown-ass adult, you're eating 1,400 calories a day. Yeah, insane. And, and yeah. It's, it's fine. It's I fine. literally have no idea how many calories I'm eating. Probably uh, You could tell me I'm eating 1,400. You could tell me I'm eating 5,000. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> that's a, that's <laughs> what it is. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. What next? <laughs> so here's some other things that might help you understand whether or not you need a reverse diet. How's your sleep? Do you sleep like shit? I sleep great. You sleep great? I literally... Quantity and quality? Uh, Yes. My quantity has been... Or, sorry. My quality has been worse recently. Um, I just wake up in pain, though. It's not like my sleep is bad. It's just, like, body aches and stuff. Like, especially now that I hurt my tailbone. Oh, yeah. I'll just, like, wake up. up and, like, ah, fuck. And just, like, roll over and then I fall back immediately. But okay. sleeping is all... I've always been really good at sleeping. Like, okay. I fall asleep, like I lay down, put my head on the pillow. I am dreaming within 10 minutes probably. Okay, I'm the same way. Because my biofeedback's pretty good. Yeah. So, but if you sleep like shit, or if you don't sleep enough, say, if you only get six hours of sleep, y'all, that's not enough. Yeah, like Jordan's like, probably in bed for nine hours and sleeps like five. That's terrible. Okay, yeah. so yeah, not just quantity, <laughs> so, but quality. Yeah. If you're in bed for nine hours and you're only sleeping for five or you're up three just times laying there in the bathroom. Staring at the the worst thing you can do is lay in bed and not actually sleep. Yeah. Um, if, if you sleep like shit, then you, you probably need a reverse diet or mm. we need to look at other variables about biofeedback, like your digestion. How's your digestion? Good. It's good. I think. Okay. We're going to get a little <laughs> intimate here. How often, how often do you have bowel movements? Um, probably twice a day. Normal. Yeah. Okay. So for y'all listening, that's normal. For y'all who are going three, four, not three, three is still pretty normal, but like six times a day or like two or three times a week, that's not normal. So a lot of people do that. Now, um, how's your recovery? You train. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my recovery fluctuates. And I've found, like, I've just found anecdotally that it's directly related to how much food I eat. There you go. If I eat more food, I recover three times. Like, I'm like, fuck. Isn't Why am I not meal prepping? Like I feel like a superhero. Isn't that crazy? And then when I'm when I'm not like like literally, if I meal prep containers of food and I eat them, I'm like recovered within you know like I recover 
three times faster yeah. than like. And if, if you don't. recover faster, what does that do for your next workout? Yeah, you work out. Better you're so and much harder. more effective. Yeah. And if your workouts sometimes are you better, don't have to miss workouts just because you're like yeah. wake up and you're like ow. Yeah. Yeah. It's just you and didn't eat enough. Yeah. And sometimes if you're not recovered for a workout, like don't do it. Right. But if if you can optimize your recovery, y'all, like that's the most important thing here is it's not how much can you do, how much weight you can lift, how much you can exercise, how many workouts you can do. It's what you can recover from. Right. If I can recover from two leg days a week, I'll do it. Yeah. It's kind of hard for me because I, I really go in on my leg days. Um, when all my biofeedback is perfect, I can get away with it. But if you have poor recovery, you might need a reverse diet. I feel like we should do like You a, might be if, a redneck. <laughs> I feel like we should do a segment like that. If you sleep like shit, you might need a reverse diet. <laughs> if you don't take a shit, you might need a reverse diet. <laughs> so other things, if you have a hard time losing weight, um, if you have poor thyroid function, poor hormone function in general, um, you know, you have low energy, you're, uh, it's, it's hard, you, you know, you're not sleeping well and you're feeling tired and lethargic all the time that I have, you're just tired and lethargic yeah. all the time. Yeah. And so, like without knowing anything, it feels like I'm not eating enough. Like I okay. feel like Fuck, I need to be eating more. Yeah. Like, you're, you're very in tune though. But yeah, like I'd say sleep is good. A little bit worse recently, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a thing. Like the, like mood and yep. energy, like yep. I have to like. You know, and it's that's that's tough. Yeah, and that all. I mean, we can go deep into this, but like, if your digestion's off, your mood is going to be off too, because ser serotonin is producing the gut. Okay. So if you have gut issues, um, you will experience some like poor mood. Yeah. Or and like increased I, like, anxiety. I found I recently found that everything comes from your butt because <laughs> I messed up my tailbone <laughs> and it hurt to laugh. So yes, laughter therefore laughter comes, comes from, from your anus <laughs> and so does that. your mood and your yeah. metabolism. Everything. I mean, it either <laughs> starts in the butt or the gut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you might need to reverse diet. Now needing a reverse diet doesn't mean that you're broken. Okay. There's like when, when this all, when, when reverse dieting first started being talked about and Lane Norton, I think uh, first coined this term metabolic damage. He got a lot of flack for it because your metabolism isn't broken. Yeah. It's done exactly what you've told it to do. Yeah. If you have unknowingly been eating less calories over the years and less and less and less, your metabolism is just downregulated. It's just doing what it's supposed to do. So we just need to do the opposite. Yeah. We if anything, it means it. you're working correctly, right? Because your body's it, yes. getting used to what you're doing. Your body is working correctly, but it is not working optimally. Yeah, your brain isn't. Your, your, body brain, is. your brain isn't, yeah. So we want to optimize your metabolism. We do that through a reverse diet. Do you need to change your entire life to start reverse dieting? No, not really. But like you said, you're going to need to do some work. You definitely need to start tracking macros, and that can be hard yeah. uh, for some people. And for those who are interested in learning a little bit more about that, I do have a new zero to pro nutrition education guide, shameless plug here, that, plug, plug, um, plug. that we need, or sorry, that, uh, that I think would be beneficial for you. And um, so you can, I'm, I'm building out a, a click funnel for that. So yes, we need to start tracking it, macros. It, is it possible to do it without tracking macros or just no? Um, it's very difficult. Yeah. Sorry. Meg needs your keys. My keys? <laughs> we can edit this, right? Yeah, yeah. We can okay. Edit this. 
what at this point. God damn it. <laughs> what do you need my keys for? Oh. If you're going to meet Jordan, I have a car. Yeah, I also Y'all who are watching live are getting a uh, sneak peek into our house. What's up? Sorry, but... All right, call, uh, break, intermission. Intermission. Go go to the bathroom. Go get a drink. Go you get your, your bowel movement? Go get your meal prep. Yeah, we'll just get, no, no worries. Yeah, I'll, get, I'll make sure to park on the other okay. side. Okay. I may have sounded like an idiot at some point because I was trying to read and talk at the same time, and she was like, Yeah. She, she was trying to like get through, yeah, like doing like signals. Um, All right. Okay. We'll just, we'll just cut that out. We'll just cut that out. We usually, I mean, we tried not to edit this podcast, but whatever. Um, okay. So where should we pick back up with, um, you know, we talked about, do you need to change up your whole life? You know, I want to talk about how long does it last? What can you expect to get from it? What you can expect to see week one? Yeah. I was asking, I was asking you if it's possible to do it without counting your macros. Okay. Is it possible to do this without counting macros? Yes and no. Is it possible? Yes. Ricky's mom told me anything is possible. Right. Is it going to be harder? Yes. Right. Like, imagine, okay, put it this way. You want to save up to buy a new car. Mm -hmm. Is it possible to save up enough money without actually paying attention to your finances? Right. Yes, it is. Yeah. Is it optimal? No, no, it's bo- it's borderline impossible. It's borderline yeah. <laughs> impossible. Like it's very rare that you're just like, oh, I have twenty thousand dollars now. Right, right. Like the same thing. I, I love it when you just stumble ac- across twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? You just left it in your pants. That hasn't happened to me in so Weeks. long, years. <laughs> that hasn't happened to me in like thirty-one years. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So yes, it's possible. But uh, think of your think of your caloric intake as like your finances. Like you pay attention to your finances because you have to pay attention to how much is coming in and how much is going out. You have to pay attention to your calories too if you want to improve your physique or your health. You have to pay attention to how much are going in and how much are going out. Okay. Right. So, yes, you can do it. No, it's not optimal. Um, something that I do want to touch on is is. I have a lot of clients. Some are very patient. Some are not. I understand if you've been trying to lose weight for years and it's not happening, it is very difficult to buy into your coach telling you, okay, we're going to eat more and we're going to continue to eat more and more and more. And we're going to earn our fat loss face. It might take a year. That's not something a lot of people are willing to hear. Right. So how long should you reverse diet for? It really depends. I mean, ideally, we go until biofeedback improves and, and, and is, is optimized. Like if you're sleeping like shit and your digestion is poor and your hormones are all screwed up and your recovery is in the tank. We go until all those things are perfect because more food, just like you, you notice, will improve those things. Mm-hmm. So we go until those things are perfect. Hormones improve, sleep improves, digestion improves, recovery improves. A lot of times what we'll see is as those things start to improve, we have less stress on the body. So the physique improves. So a lot of times when I put people into a reverse diet, even if it's just like week one, and we'll get into this with what to expect, but we see an improvement in the physique. Because when we're stressed, stress causes inflammation. 
Right. And we're holding a lot of inflammation. You look watery and puffy. Yeah. So when we reduce stress, yeah. kind of like. You, yeah. And you want to see me stressed just like make me hungry. You like, are the. I feel like I'm going to fucking lose my mind. <laughs> you're one of the worst hungry people. Yeah. I've ever, and I'm exactly. Bad. So I'm sure lots of people are like that. Maybe yeah. not to my extent. No. Um, to like. Yeah. But. Whether or not you know it. If yeah. you're hungry, you're in a shit. Mood. You feel like. Uh, you yeah. know. And so like, yeah. Eating more calories, obviously, just in the short term, like. Like literally day one, you're yep. just going to feel better. You're going to be way less irritable. Yeah. Yeah. So we go until biofeedback improves. Um, or a lot of times with a lot of my clients, what I'll do is we go until you're like, okay, dude, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. This is a lot of food. This is like, it's becoming a, like a task for me to have to consume all this food. I don't like to put solid numbers on it, but like, as an example, I would, I love to get women up to about 2,400 calories. Okay. Cause I know they can do it. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot of planning and it, it's, it's a lot of food, but wouldn't you rather have the problem of eating too much food than not enough food while you're improving your physique and your health? Yeah. And if you're eating 2,400 calories a day, rather than 1,500, if you ha go out with the girls or go out with your friends and have a dinner and you go to, dude, you can't go to cheesecake factory for less than 1500 calories. Right. So the amount that you'll screw up if you're eating more food, like you have a, a, a larger margin for error. Yeah. Basically is what I'm saying. Okay. Um, so we go until the, you say, this is a lot of food. If biofeedback says you're done, if biofeedback is still poor and you're like, no coach, I promise like I'm, 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 I can't eat this much food. It's like, it's too much. I'm like, okay, well, sorry, but suck it up. Cause you're still not healthy. You're eating like 2,000 calories a day. I know it's a lot. I know it's hard, but we, we're, we're not done improving your health. So we go until all your health is, is improved or optimized. Okay. So just for me to, so I, so I know, so basically a reverse diet would be, you know, you need it because of the way that you are. <laughs> Yes. Feel like you have these problems, yeah. right? That lots of that like probably most of America has. Yep. Um, so it's not there's nothing wrong with you. It's not weird. Your body's reacting to all the f to our society basically. Mm -hmm. Uh but the good news is that because lots of people have it and you're not alone, there's tons of shit that you can do about it. There's a, you know, not an easy but a more or less simple way to fix it. Yeah. To get yourself feeling better. So Step one is recognizing that you have these problems. Mm -hmm. Step two would be assessing. Uh, well, step two probably is getting a fucking coach get a good that coach. can get, that real. can just streamline this for you. Yeah, you'll it, like the amount of money that you're going to spend on a coach versus the amount of frustration that you're going to yeah. spend trying to do this on your own is not even com comparable. Yeah, no, it's kind of like it seems like a no brainer to me. Yeah. So yeah, but let's say you know besides that, step two is like assessing how much food what and how much you're eating now. Mm -hmm. And then working with a coach, because this sounds like it would be kind of a very difficult, you know, even like for me, it would be difficult to do on my own. But working with a coach, you basically for an undetermined amount of time are going to increase at a very, at, at like weekly or bi-weekly small increments, you're going to increase the amount of calories that you have up until your biofeedback, AKA the problems that you identified in step one, start to go away. Yes. And then you'll reassess your goals, you know, the, your goals in the yeah. next phase with your coach. Yeah. Okay. So it's literally 
a eating more food diet to make you feel better. Yeah, basically, it's, it's the and then from there you figure out what what your goals are and how to accomplish that. But yes, it's getting to a healthier and more optimal place. Okay, while maintaining body composition. Right. Right. So that's the important part that I want people. That's to what I was going to ask. Yes. Are you going to also get fat depends. or or gain size? It depends. You know, if you are like you know, coming out of a contest prep and you're super lean. Okay, so I have one one client, for example, sorry, I'm probably not talking to the microphone. Uh, I have one client, uh, Ben, absolute rock star client, military guy, does exactly as I say, hits his macros to a T every time. Freak metabolism, we've t- turned out, he's eating more carbs than I am and he's still way leaner than I am. But when we first started working together, um, he had dieted down pretty significantly and his physique was stressed um, and I could tell it was stressed. So we started his reverse diet with like a refeed, which is essentially just a bolus of calories that I give you to reduce stress on the system. And he got even leaner because his body was less stressed. So we Mm. got him super, super lean to like 7% body fat. As a male, as a, literally anybody. by eating more, and that literally was, by just eating a little bit more, and that was really the only change you made. Where there, only, yeah. yeah, I mean, we we ate more. He really wasn't doing much cardio. That was really the only change I made. Is he was so stressed because from dieting on a linear in a linear fashion for so long that <clears throat> when we increase calories, an increase in calories is recognized as a reduction in stress because your body's not freaking out about where its food's coming from right. anymore. So it lets down its guard. And then it, we're able to restore some function and some hormonal function, and we have less stress. The physique improves. So, so it's almost like maybe like a a tagline for reverse dieting is um, breaking down the or breaking the stigma that more food equals more fat. Yes, because it's not that simple, and everybody probably want it to be that simple because you you know if you can simplify your problems then you can at least comprehend them you're not going to do anything about it but you can just be like oh yeah i fucking eat too much food so i'm fat whatever but it's not that simple there's all kinds of other things going on and sometimes eating a little bit more food literally might burn more fat yeah it's about as simple as the human body is right yeah like the human body is not simple correct it's like and especially comparing one individual to another. So my client, Ben, for example, um, you know, we increased calories a little bit through the end of his diet. Uh, he, he got a little bit leaner. Then he was at about 7% body fat. So to answer your question of will you gain body fat, in his case, we had to because right. he wanted to build muscle. Right, yeah. Your body is not in, a, in an optimized place to build muscle when you're so low in body fat because your endocrine system is all screwed up, your hormones aren't functioning properly, your metabolism is down-regulated. Like, we need to get you healthy first. And a lot of times getting healthy means bringing you into a more conducive uh, body fat percentage for health. Yeah. Now, if you're already in a healthy state or even if you um, are a little bit overweight and you have a little bit more body fat, we are going to go even slower in your reverse diet. So Ben, we went pretty quickly, needed to add body fat. If you are already in a state where you need to lose body fat, we'll go very slowly and you will likely not add any body fat. And I right. do have some metrics that yeah, I'll share Yeah, it just depends later. like where you are and how yeah. healthy you are, yeah. Yeah, and that's why having a coach is so important because a good coach is gonna meet you where you are. 
Right. You know, like that's why there's no, like Lane Norton has a guide to reverse dieting, but it's very, very slow. If, you know, Ben, my client had done a very slow reverse diet, it would have taken very long for him to get to a healthy uh, body fat percentage or, or a healthy place. Um, we could go faster than that. So your coach should meet you where you are. Mm -hmm. Every human's different. We need to individualize our approach. So that makes sense. you may not add body fat. Now the goal is, of course, not to add body fat. The goal is to limit the accrual of body fat and maintain a pretty significant weight. As we add calories, when I start to see your weight like creep up, I know we're at the top of your maintenance calories. So that gray scale that we talked about, that gray area mm. rather that we talked about, we're going to keep on moving that and moving that until we get to where your body weight is comfortable at. Right. And then we'll try to move it again and you might gain a little bit of weight. And that's based on that and biofeedback as your coach. That's my key to be like, okay, we need to chill out here for a little bit because right now we're at maintenance. So you start increasing calories and then that's that's kind of the only thing you're doing, increasing calories. Then you start to feel better. Yep. That's kind of like how you know, okay, we're approaching where we want to get to. Mm -hmm. And then how you know where you, you don't really know when you get to where you want to get to. You know when you've just gone too far, which is when you start to gain a little bit more weight. And then would you like scale it back a little bit? No, good no. question. Very good question. I'm glad you asked that. No, we stay there. Okay. Because if you scale back a little bit, you're just telling your body to do the same thing. You're like, right. oh, no, that's too much. Like, oh, pull the so you're back telling down. your body, get used to this. Get used to it. Right. Suck it Bitch. up. <laughs> for, for real. We're like, we're, put, we're putting our foot down. Yeah, that's it. For your metabolism. We're like, this is how it's going to be. Right. And you're going to So get maybe used you do it. gain a few pounds then at that maybe point. Maybe you gain, not even a few pounds. Because think about okay. it. A pound of fat like is 30. Like a pound. 30, a pound right. of fat is 3,500 calories. Right. So for you what to if, gain What a if you gain some fat, muscle though? Or. It, it, Exactly. Yeah. You will. Yeah. A lot of times you will because you are going to be at the top end of your maintenance. And as you're feeding your body more, it's becoming healthier. It can now focus on what to do with the nutrients that you're giving it, which is to recover and repair muscle. So you're going to be building muscle and potentially even burning fat. A lot of times we get a recomposition of your muscle to body fat in a reverse diet phase, gotcha. especially if you needed, if you had fat to lose. So when you get to that point where we see the scale go up just a tiny bit and mind you, a tiny bit is like a one pound of fat is 3,500 calories. So for you to see the scale increase by a pound and for it to actually be fat, not water, not stress, not you didn't go to the bathroom, not you had too much sodium, a pound of fat, you would need to be eating 500 calories more than you did before. Like every day. Every day. Yeah. So if we're increasing your calories by like 30, 50, even a hundred calories a day. Yeah. Unless you're sleepwalking to McDonald's, unless, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. <laughs> we'll see the scale increase by like a quarter pound. Right. Right. And, and, and we'll see that as a, as a trend. So what we're looking for is trends in your weight. So once we get to that point, we wait until your weight stabilizes. We see biofeedback continue to improve. We see hunger start to increase. And based on all of the biofeedback, I know, okay, I can give you a little bit more food now. Okay. And then the same thing happens. It's just slowed down a little bit. Now, if we get to that point where your body starts to, um, we've reached your maintenance calories, I can push you past that. Like if your maintenance calories is 2,500 a day, we can continue to reverse diet without gaining much fat at all. 
past that, we'll start to gain muscle. We'll limit, continue to limit fat accrual. It'll just be a lot slower. Unless your goal is to build muscle a little bit more rapidly and we're okay with a little bit of fat accumulation, then we can go a little bit faster. In any case, the important part is when you get to that higher caloric intake and, and basically the highest point that you want to get to or that your biofeedback in your body shows us that you're really healthy here, we want to stay there for an amount of time that gives your metabolism to accommodate to that intake. Because if you just go right back into a fat loss phase, your body's going to be like, oh, we remember this. Right. And it's going to adapt down really fast. We want to basically give your, your metabolism a chance at that higher intake to let its guard down and be like, all right, we're moving and grooving now. We're at 2,500 calories a day. This is the way it is. Okay, we're good. Yeah. That's your metabolism talking. Right. So you chill out there for like four to eight weeks, sometimes more, depending on if you were like a chronic dieter or, or, or whatever. Um, then we can reassess what your goals are. If you, if you need another fat loss phase or a first fat loss phase, then we can go into your fat loss phase before your metabolism is, can figure out what's going on. Right. Or you sense? can, depending on like, if you're going to, once you're at that point, you can stay there. You can stay there and then, and then assess based on your goals. Like, are you getting married? Let's cut some fat, right? Yeah. Do you have like, to, like, do you have a photo shoot basically? Yeah. Yeah. You want to like, you have an event, you're going on vacation. Yeah. Or do you want to gain some muscle? Like yeah. we'll get heavier. Like. So, yeah. So the, the goal that you have now that you've done all this work to get your metabolism upregulated to now operate like a Ford F1, F350 and not like a Toyota Prius where your body's burning through fuel, which is what we want. Now you have the opportunity to say, okay, do I want to build muscle? Do I want to burn fat? Do I want to continue to try to recomp if that's possible? So your, your goal and your current biofeedback uh, and your state of health will determine how aggressive will we are with your, your reverse diet. So um, if you want to, say, be conservative with your caloric increases throughout your reverse diet, then some numbers that I look for and this is before you get to your maintenance phase. I'm, I'm, I'm going back a little bit here. We can be conservative, we can be moderate, or we can be aggressive. With a conservative state, this person probably has excess body fat. They're probably a lifestyle client. Um, they've probably, re maybe they've reached their goal weight um, and their hormones are good, or maybe they have excess body fat and maybe they haven't increased their goal weight. Like I said, we're gonna slowly increase those calories. What I'm looking for is, either a maintenance in physique or an improvement in physique or a maintained body weight or less than a 0.2% increase in body weight gain per week. So very, very slow, 0.2% of body weight, like you're 200 pounds, 0.2% of that is, is nothing, right? right? If we wanna be moderate with your caloric increase and you wanna be a little bit more aggressive with your reverse diet, so a, a moderate uh, stance here, would be you want to increase uh, a little bit quicker and you will see a little bit more fat gain. But this is, you know, maybe for someone who is coming out of just a diet and reached their goal weight and wants to go like more into a muscle building phase pretty quickly. Then we will increase calories a little bit more aggressively. And what I want to see is, again, maybe an improvement in body composition, but I want to see at or less than a 0.5% increase in body weight per week. Still very little. Yeah. 
Now let's say we need to really restore health and, um, and metabolism. Like when I came out of my contest prep, I was at very low body fat, hormones were screwed up, my sleep was poor, all my biofeedback was terrible. We need to be much more aggressive. So we're gonna be much more aggressive in increasing our calories. I think like when I came out of my prep, I think my coach increased my calories by like 800 a day, like right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Cause we were like, all right, we gotta get you healthy. And then we're looking for at or around or less than a 0.8% of body weight gain per week. So no matter what, whether you're conservative, moderate, or aggressive, we have to monitor your progress every week to ensure that we're gaining an appropriate amount of weight, if any. And again, if we're conservative, probably not gaining any, really. But you also have to be ready to be prepared that if you have weight to lose and you know you have to get healthy, sometimes that means gaining a few pounds first. Yeah, and you have to be to okay with them. that. Yeah. yeah. You have to be okay with that because you're going to be healthy. A healthy body responds so much better than an unhealthy body. So we need to be okay with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then, you know, at the end of your reverse, then you, you, you determine your goal. Perfect. What do you want to do? So, cool. sorry, go on. What, um, I was just curious. We're, we're, we just, we're about an hour right now. Um, Oof, okay. I wanted to ask you about people of different ages doing this. Yes. Um, is this for anybody? Is this for young people, you know, like could, could your parents or grandparents do a reverse diet or mm -hmm. how do you, how would you work with clients that are older? So the reverse diet is just manipulating the metabolism. So as long as you have a metabolism, you can reverse diet. Okay. So anybody can do it. As we get older, yes, we do see hormonal adaptations that make this more difficult. Um, some people in their older age have, uh, decre decreased thyroid function, for example. Um, like most of our parents are probably on like a thyroid supplement. So there may be some additional work that has to be done in order to restore overall health. A lot of times it's helpful to see blood work. So if we get blood work back and your thyroid is really poor, um, we'll want to assess that as we go through your reverse diet. And if we can optimize it, then we want to optimize it. Um, that can be done either through, uh, you know, a clinic that specializes in that, who's prescribing something like a, a natural thyroid, like an armor thyroid or an NP thyroid, which I'm on because we have hypothyroidism, hypothyroidism runs in my family. Um, or we can try to fix your thyroid naturally with things like iron and selenium and zinc and all these other things that we know are conducive to improving your thyroid. And your thyroid is like the control center for all your hormones. So as we get older, yeah, our hormone function decreases. It's still possible because we still have a metabolism. There's just gonna be much more work to do than someone who's 21 and their metabolism is already cranking. Um, or if they're 21 and they're, they're healthy hormonally, like they're gonna be much more responsive. So there's no one that this won't work for is essentially right. what I'm saying. It's just, there may be more work for some than others. Right. Yeah. And that's why you would do it with a coach so that they can tailor this to you and help you through it based on your body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yep. 
Awesome. Um, is there anything else you want to get in today or should we just get back into this at a later date as well? I mean, we're at about an hour. So I think I don't want to keep this that much longer. Basically the other things that I would have that I'd like to cover eventually would be things like where do your calories go? Like what, what should your macronutrient split look like? Like how many grams of protein, carbs and fats should you be consuming? How to track your progress? Um, yeah. What about, what, let's do this. Cause we talked about this earlier. I want to do this. Okay. I want, I think we should, obviously you do that. You do this with like all your clients, right? Most of my, Mo most of them. It's very rare that I have a client come to me who doesn't need a reverse diet. Honestly. Okay. Yeah. So that's in, like literally, so everybody needs, everybody needs it. It is wild. Like, like I have some clients who are, you know, very advanced in their training who come to me and their, their hormones are great or need work. Um, but they're eating a, a significant amount of calories. Um, but most people who come to me for fat loss, I, I increase calories first. Yeah. And almost every time we increase calories and their physique improves and they have this weird look on their face of like, but I'm eating more and moving less. How is this happening? Right. Yeah. So yeah, almost all my clients. Okay. Yeah. I think what would be really cool for both of us and for the, the podcast and anybody who's paying attention or listening is... I, like, let's, I'll do this. Let's do this um, with me and just follow along, like check in. So like what you said, like talking about um, protein and how, you know, like we can literally use me as a test subject mm -hmm. um, for, <laughs> for the podcast at least um, just to show the, how it works, like what I'm doing, mm -hmm. the, um, the, you know, yeah, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like we do check-ins, the, the progress yeah, that I'm making. Progress and process. See like how it works, what's going on, you know, with my body, the progress that I'm making, all of that. Like I'd love to, 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 to do this and then, you know, have this be like a thing that we check in on just to show the, you know, the power of like reverse dieting basically. I think that would be awesome. And I think it would be really helpful for a lot of people who are in that space where they're afraid to eat more because they've been told they're going to gain more. Yeah. Um, I think it would be really cool for people to be able to follow along. Yeah. And because like your, your progress reverse dieting and stress management seems like two topics that we're probably just going to, that are going to be an ongoing, um, yes. an ongoing yes. theme. Um, so yeah, let's, let's do that. You know, let's do it as something that we can like follow along with and just literally see the, the progression of it. I love that. Yeah. Let's and then we can, you know, we can check in on all that stuff and, and just show like how it actually works. Yeah. Cool. I love that. Right. So step one, starting tomorrow, starting tomorrow, you're going to download my fitness pal. Yep. And you're going to track everything you eat and drink. Okay. That includes alcohol. Yeah. I don't really drink alcohol right now. Yeah, I know so. you don't. I'm just for, for the listeners. <laughs> yeah. Y'all are doing this. <laughs> yeah. That includes alcohol. And there's uh, tracking I mean, unless alcohol. Unless I have like 20 alcoholic drinks, I'm probably not having any. Yeah. So. Um, and, and tracking alcohol is a whole other thing, and we can probably do, um, I don't know if we need an episode on it, but another plug that is actually how to track alcohol is in my Zero to Pro Nutrition Education Guide. So again, if y'all are interested in grabbing that guide, um, message me on Instagram or shoot me an email, joshlevinefitness at gmail.com. Is there anything that you wanted to cover? Anything else? No, I mean, that legitimately, I feel like I have a base understanding of 
what reverse dieting is, how it works, how to get started, how long it's going to take, uh, the progress you can expect to see from it, all of that stuff. Like I, I feel like I understand it. So I hope anybody that is listening to this also feels like they, like they, they understand it. And I think a really, you know, like a really cool next step is basically to, for me to just do it and then people can see how it works. And like, if you want to do it too, this fucking guy can lead you, <laughs> lead you along it's of how to do it. Quite literally my job. It's literally his job. So yeah. I'm going to see how that works and I'm going to show you how it yes, works. Yes. I love that. Um, so yeah, if, uh, I think that's pretty much all we have for you guys today. We do have a ton more coming in the future. Um, we've got some really great guests lined up, not just fitness guests, but just people who are pursuing their passion and living the dream and, um, optimizing their mind, muscle and money. Yes, sir. So if you want to support us, if you enjoyed this episode, I really hope you do. We tried to keep it concise. Um, I think we did a good job of that. Um, I really hope you want to support us. So please scroll to the bottom of your screen and give us a five-star rating. It's really easy to do. Also, if you can screenshot this episode and share it on your story, that would be awesome. We got a lot of love for our first episode. Yeah, it was and, awesome. Uh, it was <laughs> really cool guys. to see. Yeah, like for real, thank you all so much. Um, that really fills our hearts. So, uh, we want to be able to share with as many people as possible and get as many people as possible, um, to, to help. So doing that really does help. So, um, yeah, post a screenshot of this episode, share it to your story, tag myself at Josh Levine fitness on Instagram and tag Travis at Travis Hawks media. If you guys have questions, whether or not it's relating to the pod, again, we want to talk to y'all. We love communicating y'all. We want this to be a big community. So slide into the DMS there and, uh, and we want to hear from you. So, uh, again, thank you all for tuning into episode one, uh, no four, three, three, we have a bonus episode we have coming. A, we have a bonus. That's episode why we don't coming. know how many episodes we've shot. I also, I if any of my clients are listening to this, I can't count past four. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to y'all, but I'm not in English. I can't, I can't count past four in most languages. Um, but thank you all again for tuning in to episode three of the struggle to strength podcast. We will see you next time. Peace.